You're listening to the She's On Her Toes podcast, episode 15. She's On Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real-life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right, well, welcome to the She's on Her Toes a podcast, episode 15. I am Carolyn Hearn, here, as always, with my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. And we are excited to be here today for a great topic. We're going to be talking about how to manage your team in the gig economy. But before we get into that, I would love to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all of the uh, listeners out there, and I feel like every week I say this, but it's true. Every week we are gaining new listeners. It's awesome um, as we're checking our analytics and our stats on how many people are listening to even our very first episode. So we've made it um, a couple months now with episode 15, as this, uh, as you're aware, if you've been listening, this is a weekly podcast. We post on Tuesdays. The podcast is available on Tuesdays starting at 5 a.m. And I guess I would um, love to tell you a little bit more about that. Maybe you're wondering why 5 a.m. Well, for those of you business owners, uh, I think that there is, I don't know, probably a lot of evidence out there that su- uh, supports the earlier you get up, the more you get done. So I know for me personally, I like to wake up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning and read or listen to podcasts. It kind of helps me get in a good frame of mind for the rest of the day so that I can be a good leader and help my team and kind of start out on a positive note with good uplifting information. And so that's what we are here for you. So obviously if you are able to listen during the day or in the car or in the night in the evening that's awesome but for those of you early birds that is why we drop the podcast at 5 a.m and if you notice I usually am posting on Instagram that day to announce the podcast shortly thereafter so anyways uh good information for you but yeah I guess I just want to remind everyone that uh Listening to the podcast is awesome, but you know what? We really live for your reviews. It really helps us. It gets us going, and it makes us understand what it is that you want and need from the podcast and from our conversations. As you're aware, this is a podcast about how to run a successful fitness studio, but any of the lessons and any of the topics that we talk about really could be applied maybe with some little tweaks here and there to really any business or even your life at home. So keep that in mind as you're referring friends and leaving your reviews. But I just wanted to read a recent review from uh, Maggie Donnelly, who actually is one of our teachers. So I want to thank her for taking the time to leave a review and listen to the podcast. She's a very busy lady, so we appreciate her taking the time and spending that time with us. She leaves us a review and she says, speaking some truth, exclamation point, it's nice to have an honest take on what it's like to be in the fitness industry. I love episode 10, since I was also an avid babysitter's club reader. (laughs) She read all of them. Oh, that's awesome. Another thing we have in common, Carolyn. (laughs) Good times. And then one of my pet peeves about myself is being a non-committal reader. 
she says she goes for magazines, articles, etc. But I used to be a novel reader and somehow I've lost it. So one of my goals is to read more books cover to cover. I think that's awesome. She goes on to say, I love hearing all three of you just be you. The genuine honesty that comes through will keep your listeners for the long term. Keep it up, ladies. I already know you are fantastic because I have the pleasure of working with you. Well done. And then there are a bunch of emojis. So <laughs> thank you so much, Maggie. Uh, it really means a lot that you, as a busy mom, take the time, and obviously busy working in the studios, take the time to... Um, you know, listen to the podcast and get out of it what you can and kind of apply that in your life. I think that's awesome that she uh, recommended episode 10. That was the one where we talked about all successful leaders read and we gave our um, lengthy and extensive book (laughs) recommendations as well as a few podcast recommendations for those of you that claim that you don't have time to read. Uh, you can just listen to some stuff. But yes, we talked about the Babysitter's Club. We talked about Harry Potter. <laughs> Emily is a big Harry Potter fan. And uh, and then Christina gave some really awesome book recommendations as well, things that were super meaningful for her. But we will uh, leave you to listen to the podcast to get those recs. And then, of course, all of the things that we talked about, all of the books and podcasts, we linked in the show notes and on the blog. So Go and check that out at she'sonhertoes.com. But without further ado, let's get going into our topic today. We've all heard about gigs and side hustles, but what does the gig economy mean for your business? And if most of your employees are part-time or have multiple jobs, how does that change the way you manage them and find success in your own business? The gig economy goes beyond driving for Uber and Lyft, With opportunities for your employees to sell multi-level marketing products via Facebook and Instagram, influencer blogging, and a plethora of part-time openings in brick-and-mortar stores, it's likely that many of your employees won't just be working for you. The Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates that gig workers represent approximately 34% of today's workforce. And by 2020, that's like two years away for all you math majors, (laughs) that number will increase substantially to 43%. So closing in on that 50% number, I think that is just kind of mind-blowing to think about that. That, you know, in today's society, you know, we think about people having one job and kind of working it. Uh, until they retire, or not necessarily in today's society, but in previous generations. And now we're looking at people with multiple jobs, maybe even three and four, and you know how that relates to the workforce, I think, is just astounding. But in this episode, we'll discuss the opportunities and challenges that gig workers bring to your business and how you can effectively manage this workforce. So I guess let's start off here. What? Uh, so if most of your employees are part-time or have multiple jobs, how does that change the way you manage them? So I think as we have quite a few part-time positions, yeah. we see a lot of people that work other jobs or have other responsibilities outside of the studio. And honestly, really, just the three of us, yeah. this is our full-time uh-huh. gig. Um, so we see a lot of that. And I think the biggest thing, before we even answer that question, is that these people that are working multiple jobs or maybe they're working one full-time job and they have like something else on the side it seems at least in our um, interaction with these employees that 
the second job that they're taking or their these gig jobs are passion projects. They're yes. things that they mm-hmm. want to do, mm-hmm. not necessarily maybe their full-time job. I mean, for some of us, you don't get to do your passion as your full-time job. And for some pe- some of us you do. And but there are a large portion of people that are finding time to work in an industry or for a small business or whatever it might be, Lyft, Uber, whatever it is doing something that they really enjoy. And so when you're managing those people, I think it changes a little bit because those people love what they're doing or they're really happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Or we've had part-time employees that say like, this isn't like coming to work. Like this is leaving (laughs) job and coming, leaving my job and coming to a place that I really like. And I just think when you manage somebody with that mentality, um, not that everybody that you manage is going to be easy and ready and, you know, is all the same, but when somebody really is passionate about what they're doing, it's almost easier because they want to be here. Um, you know, sure, the money is wonderful. You're, they're being paid for their time, but it's almost like not their driving force. It's that they really love this. This is the part of their life or the part of their job that they enjoy. And so you get a lot of, um, you get a lot more momentum from them. You get a lot more willingness to do what needs to be done. There's not a lot of pushback. You're not arguing mm-hmm. with people that are like that. You can tell just don't want to be there and are there because it's their job and they have to go somewhere for the day. Um, so I really think that you you get to work with a group of people that are just ready to carry out your vision and they're ready to do what needs to be done and they're there because they really enjoy what you have what you're letting them do. Yeah, I definitely agree. And one thing when talking about managing your employees um, that fall under this category is it's pretty awesome how the, well, I think we've gotten really lucky with how their schedules allow them to, you know, teach the 6 a.m. classes and then they go on to their their full-time job or position and then we have people who are able to teach the evening classes and then everyone else fills in in between because their schedule allows the daytime and it just somehow all it seems to work very well together with everyone and what they have going on on their side uh, gigs and whatnot. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. And um, I guess I would just like bring up the point that, you know, when you're trying to fill positions in your business, and so of course like this business is my full-time job and is obviously most important to me, and of course I'll probably be um, more engaged than anybody because it's you know my you know my I own it but um, (laughs) it's your baby yeah it's my baby but um you know I think that just goes into it's so important to have like a cultural fit when you're hiring even part-time employees when you're hiring full-time employees you know we all have to have like the same values and believe in the same thing just like you would if you were hiring you know, just strictly full-time employees for, you know, a corporate job. You know, this is a fitness studio, so of course things are a little bit different here. We, you know, require some different skills and some different backgrounds and that kind of thing. But um, it's a little bit maybe more creative, I guess, if you will, than some, some corporate jobs. But yeah, I mean, it just really goes to show that even if you're hiring all part-time workers and this is not even their first focus whether or not they're you know moms who want a part-time job or you know college students that want extra pocket change and money to you know have you know go out and and, you know or pay for school and then um, you know we've got just you know somebody who has a full-time job and then this is kind of like a side gig or you know something that they do for fun 
it's like it's very important that even though we are all kind of coming from different I guess like career like trajectories that we all have the same value structure and that we all believe in you know the mission vision and culture statements of the business otherwise it wouldn't work and I can think of a lot of examples especially in the beginning of the business where we just or I should say not we because y'all weren't even here <laughs> like I hired people um on a part-time basis and it was really like you know just trying to get a butt in a seat to like do the work because you know I just couldn't be here 18 hours a day and uh you know I wasn't necessarily looking for fit and value and that kind of thing so and those people never worked out so yeah just super important um right now of course yeah everyone is excited to be here and it's awesome and we don't have any troubles but yeah, if you're not hiring for the type of person that is right for your business, then you're going to still run into the same issues yeah. as, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that makes sense. Like, if mm -hmm. you, and if, if even if we, if we weren't um, working with people that had multiple jobs, like, if we were just hiring part-time people to work one job, like, if they didn't fit the mm -hmm. culture and the vision, like, that's not going to work. And those are the people that... Like, you probably, in the beginning, you know. Like, they're the ones that right <laughs> yeah. away you're like, oh, no. Like, There's some signs, work? yeah. <laughs> and then you just allow it to go on because you don't want to go through that process again. But if you take the time to find the right person, find the fit, maybe mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit more work up front or it's you having to oh, work Oh, yeah, no, it is definitely more work up front. Yeah. But, you know, that whole adage, hire slowly, fire quickly. Yeah. I mean, you... You, if you, when you hire the wrong person, I just don't think we even think about this. It's like, think of all like the cost loss or like the, the benefits lost. So like if that person isn't performing to the standard that they need to, like how much money are you losing every day keeping them employed? Like are they not, if they're in a retail, you know, selling position, how much are they not selling that you're like losing or are they you know, making your clients angry by their bad behavior. Like how, like how is that like costing you right. money and revenue? You know what I mean? Like you just have and to. And your time. And you then, to go back and fix it. Yeah. Try to yeah. That's what else. I was going to say. Like yeah. your time, like when you, like we spend a lot of time training somebody. And so like, I don't want to do that all the time. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I have no problem work. spending time with somebody and training them. Like in the hopes that we're gonna yeah. be here a while, because then I feel good about the hours that it mm -hmm. took us to for you to comfortably work a shift alone. But if you have a manager, or if you yourself are training somebody like every three months, your training process is probably getting less and less and less involved because you're tired of spending all that time, and yeah. just in the long run, you're just running in a circle. So spend the time, find the right person, spend time training them so that when you're not there, you don't have to worry and you know they're working for you. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, training oh. is huge. Like yeah. you could be spending a lot of time on that. All right, well, how do you keep employees with multiple paychecks focused on what's best for your business when they are clocked in and on your time? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one goes back to what we sort of spoke about about your culture and vision and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I think it's from the beginning of the hiring process where you identify the type of person you want. And I think 
we having meetings every month or however so you see fit is very important so that everyone comes together and everyone's on the same um, time frame as to what needs to happen to meet your monthly goals and then your annual goals so everyone is aware and I think Carolyn has done a really good job making sure we know and that Emily and I are able to implement and let everyone else that knows work here like what we're working towards you know if it's either a sales goal which we are very aware of and if it's a package class package goal so I think making sure everyone knows what your goals are so they are motivated once they are here clocked in to make that happen because you've hired someone that is a good fit to your culture and vision and all of that it should all sort of flow together if they know what your goals are yeah I agree with that I wasn't even going to mention that but um when you're hiring all these people and they're coming from different backgrounds, they might not be aware that like there needs to be a daily sales goal or like, I mean, they, they might not, they're coming from a completely different background. Maybe they're, you know, in a different field that's completely different from what your goals are. So don't just assume that they know what is like, uh, that they understand what your goals are. Take the time to explain them to them. And then once they know, I mean, that's going to be, that's like huge knowledge for them that really, they might not even be on the same page as you and not aware of what your focus is. So if everybody knows what the focus is, there can be no confusion. And I was just going to add on that in, when you have a group of people, use people's individual strengths. Oh, yes, yes. Like, if somebody's really great, at, you've got a student that works for you that's really great at social media, like, have them help you. Or if you have somebody that's really organized, maybe they revamp your handbook or whatever it might be. If, they, if they're if they using a strength of theirs, they're doing something that they're good at, they're going to be more invested. So as long as it is something that needs to be done, they're putting their time, they're using their time wisely into bettering your business, they're going to be more engaged. And then in the future, they're going to be more willing and ready to pick up maybe a different project that's slightly outside of their comfort zone because they have been successful and they've helped you in other ways that they can feel really good and confident about. It allows them to just be a part of the business even even more and feel like they have put something of their own into your business. Yeah. I think like one of the things that you just have to really think about when you're, you know, assembling your dream team and, you know, it's made mostly of a part-time workforce is that, you know, you just have to be really in um, organized with your communication and whether or not that means like having a Facebook group like we do so that, you know, everyone can post and ask questions or get help or whatever or you're using another app like slack that i know is super popular amongst um you know different organizations you know you've got to figure out like how am i going to be able to communicate to these people like quickly and that it almost like guarantees that they'll see it so trying to figure that out for your team is going to be crucial because yeah if you pick the wrong thing if you pick like the wrong method if you're like oh yeah I'm going to email everyone every time I need to communicate information to them and then you know people are not checking their email regularly because they're you know it's like to their gmail or their you know secondary email and they're not on it all the time like they would be their work email then like that's not really going to work or you know then I don't know, you reply all and then everyone gets annoyed. I mean, you just, like, you just really have to think about, like, what is the most convenient way, 
easiest way for people to get information because like I mean this business is a lot like others I mean sometimes we have to make like very like you know rapid decisions and you know change course like you know immediately and that affects everyone and everyone needs to you know know what the change is or know yeah what the promotion is or that kind of thing and um yeah just figuring out that communication is really really important and as, like, as your staff grows, we've seen it doesn't matter how far in advance you plan things out. It doesn't matter what's going on. Like You're going to have members of your staff that can't be at in-person meetings or that, yeah. th- that can't be at this event or can't be here. So you can't always expect to see everybody face-to-face all the time, especially if you're the business owner who is now you know, doing other things outside the business or not always in, the, in your space. So having a way to touch base with everybody. So even if this person's out of town or this person was at another job and they couldn't be there, um, you'll know that in in the next few hours, everybody got the same information and then everybody's moving the same way. Really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So do you think that the gig economy gives businesses more opportunities to hire the best people or are there more challenges? Like, what do y'all think? So my, my opinion is we have more opportunities to hire the best people. Um, And I just think that maybe if if we're talking about, you know, a generation before us when people were really working one job or um, there wasn't a lot of, like, side hustle going on, I think there were a lot of people that had probably time opportunities, definitely skill opportunities that they could have brought to another business company job that they didn't because it was kind of, you just, you worked at one job and you, and that was it. You punched the clock and you went home and you moved on. But now I think people are just so much more willing to do things that they're interested in and try other things. And it brings just a bigger group, a bigger skill set that you can choose from. And if you do take your time in that hiring process and allow yourself to find that right person and that right fit, I think you'll be really surprised at how many people you get to meet through the hiring process and how many different kinds of people you can find for your job. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's more of um, an opportunity than a challenge or a loss or whatever you want to call it. But I do think one, and this isn't negative, but a challenge that I don't see often here but could be in other places is if people, um, like, say, move on to another gig instead of, I don't know if you'd want to call them like a gig hopper or whatever, but it's just, um, just someone that, which we don't see, you know, if you have the culture and vision and people normally don't want to leave and they move if that they quit, you know, or they can't work here anymore. But I think that's one thing that I could see if you have someone who just wants to do something for a little while and then hop into something else and like dabble yeah. in everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that's of, like definitely going to happen, especially in the fitness industry, because maybe some people are not necessarily committed to your business's, like, you know, vision, but they just want to do, like, the next, like, hot thing Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think that we definitely have more opportunities to hire the best people because we can, you know, look at, you know, instead of just looking at a pool of people that don't have a job and only want a part-time job we can you know look at a whole other segment of the population especially because our studio is open 
you know, in early mornings, in the evenings, after work, and then also on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday. So, I mean, we have the opportunity to hire people with availability, you know, beyond like your typical um, work day, which is great. And I think like we have a, you know, a pretty good, you know, I guess like cross section of teachers, like not everyone mm -hmm. was a dancer, not everyone had a cheerleading background, you know, so like some people had never taught a class before. In fact, most people I believe had yeah. not taught yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, including all of us. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that, you know, that definitely allows you to hire more people to, I guess, like better serve your clients and maybe even represent certain you know segments of your clients which sure, yeah. i really think is important like you should have you know people variety, yeah a variety yeah, of teachers yeah. that kind of mimic like the variety of mm -hmm. like clients people can relate that you have. to yeah. Like, yeah but i would just say yeah the challenges there's there are definitely a lot of challenges in you know like hiring people that have multiple part-time jobs or have a full-time job and then this is you know a little you know, part-time side hustle or, or gig, if you will. And like we talked about, just the communication of it all, um, just making sure that everybody is on the same page in terms of like what is required and like what our goals and focuses. I also, in like talking about challenges, I also <laughs> like, think like if you're talking about like fitness specifics, yeah. I've totally, totally noticed people coming in and like our technique is very, very specific and you mm -hmm. can apply this to like your business. You might have a specific way of doing X, Y, and Z and people come in with previous fitness knowledge yeah. or yeah. like, oh, well, this is how I did it here. And you kind of, sometimes you have to like just reteach somebody and, and not that what you're doing is wrong. Like that's how they do it in that world. But here, like when we're here, this is our technique and this is how it works. So I've definitely seen some of that where just people are using previous knowledge, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it just doesn't necessarily roll into exactly how we do things. Mm -hmm. So you do have to take some time and do a little reteaching or just um, showing people how like your sales process works or how you this works for you and just making sure that people are aware when they're here, we do it this way. And if you work here and they do it that way, that's fine or you're there, but you need to be authentic to how we are when you're in this job. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I think like just like the main challenge when you have, I mean, cause we have a team of 17 people and they are like trying to get that many people together for a team meeting is like impossible. It is. And I guess like that is a huge challenge as the owner is that, you know, I can't be here from sun up till sundown. So, you know, it's challenging for me because I don't necessarily see everyone or connect with every employee like on a regular basis. And so and then again, yeah, if you for some reason have, you know, overscheduled yourself and can't show up to a monthly meeting then, you know, that's like and then I definitely can't see you. So it's hard and and, I, you know, and it's almost why I think, like, staying connected on social media is so important because, yeah, if I don't see you, yeah. I mean, of course, like, Emily and Christina, you know, y'all are contacting and communicating with them and, and checking in with them and whatnot. But, like, it's at least nice that I can see, like, what you're doing or, like, can kind of keep up with your life. And then the next yeah. time I run into you, be like, oh, yeah, so, like, how was, you know, X, Y, and Z? Like, yeah. you, know, it, you know, it allows me to kind of keep up with everyone and, you know, which is I think is important as an owner to know kind of what your employees are doing. 
Um, Definitely. Yeah, like, so it's not like I'm trying to be, like, all spying on you on social media or, like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Um, But, yeah, no, it just kind of helps me keep in touch because, yeah, like, if, you know, we have completely different schedules, then... I can't become disconnected. Yeah, and yeah. Lead to I other things. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be disconnected with yeah. everyone. Um, but of course, like there is kind of the challenge of keeping connected. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we just have like one more question here, and you know, this is kind of like a new phenomenon. I think <laughs> that we've experienced uh, at the studios, and that is, how do you know if someone could do a great job and be a full-time employee? How do you transition someone from being part-time to a full-time role? And I guess, like, to just give you some background on that, you know, lately we have had, and I think we've talked about this a lot, is that, you know, we have a lot of school teachers um, teaching classes, and for a lot of reasons, um, and I, you know, it's nice that uh, the studio provides such an amazing place for everyone to work. We've uh, seen a lot of people quit their full-time job and then want to uh, work more full-time in the studio, which is flattering, but, you know, we only have so many classes and so many hours, so, you know, we cannot, like, accommodate everyone. However, I mean, we do our best because, obviously, everyone is super qualified, and if you want to work more, then please, we'd love to have you. But, yeah, like, how do you, like, look at that, um... And kind of think about, you know, if that situation happens in your business. Yeah, that's a good question. We it's do like, have a lot of you that. It's like, you know, like a good problem to have, good like, yeah. slash bad problem yeah. to have, slash, like, ah. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think one of the biggest things is, like we talked about, like, knowing your employees, being aware of um, what they do on a daily basis for you, how passionate they are for you, how connected they are. Do you feel like they're promoting your vision? Do you feel like, I mean, take some of those, like you have good instincts, so take some of that and really look and see what they've been doing in the role that you've given them. So are they a teacher for you that you know has great numbers in classes and is available and covers and does all of this are they a sales associate for you that has good sales i mean if you have somebody that doesn't make good sales that wants to work more for you but, like yeah do not don't do it <laughs> yeah like, do just, not give them more hours if they can't get it done in their existing time then they're only going to get worse like, exactly like be, you just yeah. just kind of know like what what they are what do they perform well in are, are they somebody that you feel really great about when you walk out of the studio and they're there and use what use those instincts to decide if that's something that if that's somebody that you think you want to transition to a more full-time employee because you know you have more people out there you have all these opportunities now and maybe you have somebody working part-time that maybe would do a better job for you working more full-time so don't feel like you have to accommodate everybody's once and really make sure that this, if there's somebody that you feel that is asking you to transition more full time or you feel like they're ready to transition full time, it's the right fit for your business. Yeah. Right. I agree with all of that. Um, very good points. And also, you may have mentioned this, but someone who just without you asking goes out of their way to better any part of your business. You know, if they're um, helping spread the word, you know, social media. Um, they bring in friends that become good, um, you know, yearly contacts or uh, clients. Um, or, you know, in any type of business, they just are bringing in more business, period. 
Um, so I'd say anyone that goes above and beyond without you asking will be a solid fit to bring on more full time because they'll go even they'll want to um, yeah they'll want to um, be even more successful once you're giving them more roles in their position. Oh yeah, definitely. In order to get more, you have to give more. Yeah, I think that is a very uh, common misconception about working today (laughs) if you want more then you better pony up and show your boss that you can give more and that will hopefully be translated into more money or more responsibility or more opportunity that kind of thing but yeah like if you are just wanting the same you know, to do the same amount of work for more than, mm, no, no, that's not how that works. (laughs) And I think like piggybacking off of that, when we're talking about the how to, like it's important when somebody goes from their responsibilities being, I'm here from five to seven and, you know, I see 40 people and I do X, Y, Z, making sure they know that what their responsibilities are now and what their expectations are now. And um, now that you, you're going to be working this many hours, you're going to be working on Saturday. You're going to be, you now are responsible for these four things that you weren't doing before. Mm-hmm. So just making sure, like, like we've talked about in the past, setting people up so that they know what their expectations are. They know what their responsibilities are. Don't just throw it to them and, you know, but make sure they know that now that I, you know, I'm giving, you're giving more the business owner is giving me more hours and more time to be here and now it's my responsibility to take care of what those other expectations are that communication is really important I couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) A plus to you I'll take it All right. Well, thank you so much for listening again. I think uh, this has been a really interesting conversation, and I think it's completely applicable to any fitness studio, really any business uh, in the, uh, whether it's, you know, a big corporation or a small business, you are going to have more employees that have these side hustles, that have uh, multiple part-time jobs, or you know, are just participating in what we are calling the gig economy. I mean, those statistics are, I think, shocking. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is. Because when you think like you're going to go to college and you're going to have like one, one job, job. never and, one Yeah. I mean, I think that's just really should be a wake up call to anyone in business today. Anyone who's managing people. Um, I mean, I know a lot of friends that have corporate jobs and then have mm-hmm. these side hustles that, yeah. I mean, are, they've been working on them for so long that they are almost surpassing their corporate salary. So, right. I mean, yeah. that is really just interesting. It is going to completely rock how we look at managing people and managing businesses going forward. Um, as we talked about, it certainly provides more opportunities, but there are some very important challenges that you cannot ignore. And I think communication and how you communicate to your team is the number one because, you know, you got to figure out like how they're going to like get the information quickly and conveniently so that they don't ignore (laughs) what it is that you're trying to, um, explain to them or, you know, give to them. So 
yeah, I hope everyone found that this episode was extremely valuable and maybe even brought up some more questions. So if you have any questions, you can either shoot us an email at contact at she'sonhertoes.com or go to Instagram. I'm at she'sonhertoes and you can send me a message through that medium and uh, maybe we'll bring this topic up again. But yeah, we'd love to hear. If you enjoyed this episode, please uh, leave us a review and let us know what you think. It will help us come up with topics for future episodes. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much.